Are you ready for truly hydrated skin? Meet Hyaluronic Body Serum, a breakthrough in body care from Osea. It's clinically proven to instantly increase hydration by 161%. Their lightweight, fast-absorbing serum delivers 24 hours of non-stop hydration for silky smooth skin without the sticky afterfeel. Osea's latest innovation combines the magic of their best-selling Hyaluronic Sea Serum with a new formula that's good for the whole body and five types of hyaluronic acid to target every layer of the skin. Osea is a women-founded, women-led brand that's been crafting seaweed-powered products for nearly 30 years. The best part? Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER. Hi, this is Neil from The Big Inside View. You're about to hear a section of today's show. To hear the whole show, you have to be a socio. Find out how to unlock over nine hours of content and get every one of Graham's shows in full and ad-free at patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter. You're seeing things in this Barcelona team that maybe you haven't seen for, for a long time, Graham. Big style in, in, in lots of different ways in that... Um, the disparate nature of the summer for them, um, the way in which they were humiliated in the transfer market, the way in which there's a, a vote of no confidence brewing against the current president. Neymar was ripped from underneath them in a way that they should never have allowed or at least should have been prepared for. Messi hasn't signed his contract yet. Iniesta's almost got a contract on the same date, end of June next, um, next summer. And the president's been caught lying about both contracts four or five times. All in all, we should be seeing that on the pitch. We should be seeing disharmony. We should be seeing a drop in spirits. We should be watching a team which more resembles the, the, the side that uh, Real Madrid completely took apart in the Spanish Super Cup, particularly in the second half of the first leg and in the first half of the second leg. We're not, we're not at all. It isn't simply the fact that they've beaten Alaves 2-0 and Espanyol 5-0 in the last two matches. What's happening is that a level of pressing, a level of work by everybody, including Leo Messi, I don't think I've seen since maybe the second half of the last treble season, which was 2014-15, or the Pep Guardiola era at its very best. And that, it's, that's, a, that's a mentality. Physically, you have to be able to, to work, to run what Frank Lampard taught me was called doggies, that back-and-forward run that he always did out in the mud, um, on his own to, to be better than the next guy. And these doggies is like running to press, running to chase the pass, running to press. But you don't do it as one. In Barcelona, you do it as maybe half the team moving like a dragnet in one direction to make sure that the, the guy who's got the, the ball doesn't have any time to think or react. Is his first touch any good? Anybody who might receive the ball, are they going to be closed off? Can they make the team give it away? And it's like a metronome now. As Barcelona lose the possession you can see you can count one two three four five and as you say five the ball's been won back and everybody is participating Messi twice in previous big inside view we talked about Messi racing back in the 91st minute at Alaves to chase you know with a game one to chase a ball never happens against Espanyol in the 21st minute Baptista robs Busquets and Messi's alert and is chasing back racing back 
to try and support Busquets. Never happens. And I'll go into another thing that's really, really important in terms of why Barcelona have now twice been able to take advantage of what you pointed out, the fact that Madrid have drawn against both the, the, the Valencia teams at home in the last two rounds. 2-2 against Valencia, 2-2 against Levante. Barcelona have been able to take advantage of that simply because they're absolutely at their peak of hard work. And Delafeo, though I doubted, you know, I want to draw it back and admit that I had Delafeo down as a player that Suarez and Messi didn't trust, um, who they weren't passing to, they weren't choosing him as an option up front. And, and frankly, I didn't think that he was demonstrating in the early matches that he'd learned sufficiently, Martin. In the last, say, let's say, three games, certainly in the last two games, Delafeo, instead of just simply not trying to beat his man at the wrong time, losing the ball, sending in a, a dead cross that hits the first man, he's harassing. And, do you know who he resembles? Pedro at his best. When Pedro uh, subjugated his wish to be a wholly creative footballer by harrying uh, defenders by working in combination with the other strikers and Delafeo when he's, got, when he's on the ball now he's taking a look up and it's going through his head everything's on the line here I need to make the right decision mm-hmm. and he's doing it again and again and again and I would be one of those critics who I doubted his ability to learn I thought he'd reached a stage in his career whereby the, the speed of intelligence the speed of synapses saying here's what I have to do was going to be beyond him and it's not he's really stood out and these are little uh, these are only emblematic this I mean, individually I, 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 this isn't the be, on, be all and end all but it, it tells you something and I'll finish by saying when the dressing room sees Messi working Martin they go like well if he's doing it we're all doing it lads I mean that's obviously testament to Delafeo and his ability to um, to process that information and the players in general, but or but to realise you know where his chips are yeah. when when Dembele's coming in, you know Dembele's yeah. coming in, Suarez and Messi start. Whether it's him growing up or him looking reality sternly in the face and going, unless I do the right things, I'm obviously not going to play now. Yeah, but it's obviously testament to Valverde and his ability to get his message across and. Pretty short space of time. I, I'd like to back you. I'd like to say yes. I'd like to, particularly for the socials. I'm not going to pretend that I've had time to know yet. Over you, over the um, months at Barcelona, what happens is the access and the trust you get can mean you you are you're guided, you're told, you're given snippets that tell you about the mood, that tell you about the level of communication, about the respect. And I'll give you the thing I'm 100% sure of now. At the beginning of the last treble season, Gerard Piquet said to somebody that I know very well, and then subsequently later, I'll admit, to me, in the first four weeks back, when I saw Messi and how, how intrafathered he was, um, and how intrafathered means how switched on, how electric he was, I knew we were going to win things. I see the same now. Something has happened across all of the senior players you can't count a season whereby you're on Madrid up to the last day and you win the cup as disastrous. Mm. But by their standards, their display against Juventus was atrocious. The way in which, in the crucial part of the league, particularly that sort of March, April, May thing, they weren't at it. They, they, 
the sporting aggression, the determination, the speed, the, the playing through the pain barrier, that they were outstripped. You know, we both know that Madrid were massively deserving champions. Barcelona's senior players have used that gene, that, that special vitamin, that when Piquet was boasting a year past when they won the title again, we've won it whatever it is, you know, six out of eight times, and that's an exceptional toughness, meanness, to keep on winning the league. They've gone back to that. They've dipped into that pool again and said, we're not letting this go. We're going to regenerate. We're gonna... They're focused. They're all working. Whether, you can keep, whether they can keep that going for a season or not, does it mean that Madrid aren't favourites? I'd say no right now. No, it probably doesn't. But I've, I, I don't often use the word startling, but I've been completely startled by how far from the way they should be acting and playing, given the circumstances... I thought you could smell end of era, that you could, if not decay, I thought you could sense that things were winding down. Yeah. And instead, the really big players at Barcelona have cranked it right back up again, which means at very least the champions mm. are going to have a rival, a test. It isn't going to be a canter. And that's good for all of us. That's good for every single one of us who listens to the, the Big Inside View, who works in Spanish football like I do. Or, or follows it from a distance like you do? I mean, we're recording this on Monday night. 24 hours' time, you'll be in the camp now for the yeah, Barca-Juve yeah. game. What's your expectations for, for that? I think they'll pump them. Yeah? I think they'll pump them because... Um, I, I swear to you, I spoke to a colleague of mine, John Afrandon, who, who's, who lived for a long time in Catalonia, covered the camp now, said, I'm bored and winning all the time, I'm going to Paris. Anticipated Slatan going there and has been in Paris since... And I remember her colleague, she was writing an article about Barcelona at the weekend, just for advice and information and, and just snout, as we would call it. And I said to her, I remember you calling me in 2014-15 when um, Lucien Enrique was new, uh, Barcelona had a rotten year in 13-14, they'd lost the title on the last day, they'd look flaccid. And I said to her that day, something weird is happening, OK, it might all go wrong, they might not win anything, but... They look like a team that can win everything. Eight, nine months later, they did. They won everything. They won the treble. All right, it was a bumpy time at January. And I, I say the same now. Something really strange, electric, is happening. I'm not suggesting a treble, and I won't be saying I told you so in May if they do, because they won't. But they're ferociously more competitive now than they were a couple of months ago, a few weeks ago against Madrid. And when this team works that hard, when Busquets and Iniesta begin to enjoy their football more than they've done for months and months and months while they're playing for Spain, and that gives them a boost. And while Valverde has got Neymar out of the way and Alba going up and down that left wing and extra options in midfield, Barcelona are a team that when Juventus are missing Cuadrado and Mandzukic and Chiellini and Marquisio and at least two more important players... I, I think we've got a clear winner and, and if Barcelona hadn't played like this in the last two games particularly and if Juventus had their significant players fit or not suspended I'd have said Juve have got a right good chance of going to the camp now winning and if they do if Allegri gets a winner of this situation then it'll be it'll be sending it'll be holding Barca at midships and it'll be an enormous result for him because what should happen is that Barcelona made two clear goals 
for the rest of today's show, in which Graham breaks down the perfect storm that has blown Real Madrid off course this season, and to unlock over nine hours of content and get every one of Graham's shows in full and ad-free, go to patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter. <laughs>